Welcome to Dear 20-something. I'm Erica, the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here. A bit about me, I'm a 20-something social entrepreneur and investor who is navigating the ups and downs of being in my 20s. The Dear 20-something podcast started because we wanted to create a space for ambitious and curious 20-somethings to connect with the successful changemakers they most look up to. While the 20s can be a time full of questions and doubts, we're here to humanize the whole thing. You'll hear from successful trailblazers who will share the highs and lows of their 20s, and you'll also get words of wisdom from some experts who will speak on a certain topic relevant for 20-somethings. And then sometimes it'll just be me, on the mic, hosting an episode where I share recent reflection or story from my own life, as I too am navigating this wild decade. We're so happy to have you here. Let's get started. Today on the show, I am so excited to be chatting with the one and only Lindsay Fetter. Lindsay is my very best friend since childhood, and she's a shared best friend with my twin sister. And I convinced her to come on the podcast because we love vulnerability and like introducing people in our lives, right? And also, I really wanted to talk about the power of female friendships and like what our friendship has meant to each of us and how it's evolved over the years. You know, we've been best friends for, I don't know how many years now, like 12 plus years, 13, 12 years. Yeah. And she's one of my favorite humans to ever exist. And so I convinced her to come on and we don't really have a crazy agenda for today's chat. I can't wait to chat with her and share her story with you now on Dear 20 Something. Please welcome Lindsay Fetter. Thanks for having me. What is something new that you learned in this past week, Linz? I think something I've learned this week, and it's an ongoing lesson, that it's okay to set boundaries with people, even though they might not like it. You have to set boundaries so that you feel good. And sometimes it might come off as selfish or you feel guilty, but I think it is important for your own mental health. So practicing that and just learning that. Yeah, we learned that the hard way. And I think we do a good job of holding each other accountable to those boundaries. Like I think one thing that the people in your life are for is to help you because it's really hard to set boundaries with people that you love, people that are overstepping. So true. That's a good lesson. Speaking of other lessons, do you want to give everyone just like a quick update on when I, I hinted at the professional change, do you want to give people the update on what you're doing at this time? Yes, I would love to. So right now, I like to say I'm on hiatus. I'm taking a break from all responsibility, which has been so nice. And I'm so grateful and lucky that I've been able to do that. But I got into PA school, physician assistant school, and I'm actually starting on Monday. So this is my last full week of hiatus. When this episode comes out, you'll be like deep in school. Yeah, that's so crazy to think about. (laughs) We wish. But yeah, it's definitely been a journey getting here. And yeah, I've been in like very entry level healthcare jobs, which if you work healthcare, you know, people in healthcare, like the bottom is very much the bottom. And until you get a graduate degree, it's pretty rough and you don't make any money. So finally moving up and taking that step. And I'm really excited. Well, I'm just so proud of you. I feel like it's so hard to know what we want to do with our life. And I think so much of why I even started the show, like I remember 
a couple years ago, I was like, I had this idea for the show. And I, I know we talked about it a bunch and I was like, I don't know, should I do it? Should I not? And I think like you and your experience and your journey of just figuring it out and like being okay, knowing that like your twenties are for exploring and being like, today I want to be this, tomorrow I want to be that was like such a huge impetus even for me starting the show. The journey, in, especially in the world of healthcare, like we've talked about this a lot, but it's so bad at pointing you in the right direction because there are so many different routes you can go. Like you can be an MD, you can be an NP, you can be a PA, you can be a dentist, you can be an OT, you can be everything, be technologist, you can be what in administration. Like if you like healthcare, there's just so many paths. And I remember we, we used to talk about this, right? Like what path? What path makes sense? And now you've picked one. Yeah. And I've always been so grateful. I mean, you, especially, I mean, we talk 24 seven and have just like been next to me through all of my career changes. But like you said, it's, I always knew I wanted to go into healthcare, but there's so many different aspects of it. So, I mean, you were always just like a safe space where I could be like, okay, today I want to be a doctor. And then like two weeks later, be like, today I want to be a PA. And then like, a year later, be like, hey, I'm going to go to nursing school. And it's hard. And I feel like there's a lot of external pressures. And I think I, mean, I was felt so lost and so overwhelmed. And it's almost like paralysis by choices, where there were so many options, and I just didn't know which one to choose. And I kind of like was searching for the perfect answer, the right answer. And, you know, I would listen to all these podcasts and I got really into like Adam Grant, Malcolm Gladwell, like Angela Duckworth, trying to find someone to tell me like the right answer. And I feel like I, and you know, everyone said like, you don't like follow your passion, you find your passion. Like it, it, you don't have one calling that's meant for you. You, you know, fall into something and you get really good at it and like it's a kind of simultaneous discovery like of passion and that was really hard for me to understand and it's still like never know if something is the right decision and I think that's been a huge part of adulthood is realizing like a lot of decisions you make as you get older in these huge life decisions there isn't a right or wrong there's like the next best decision that you can make for yourself and either it goes well or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, you figure out the next best decision. But if you try to make a decision thinking like, is this right? Like, is it going to go well? Is this what I should be doing? You become stuck and so paralyzed because you just have to become comfortable in the uncertainty, which is super hard. And especially with career stuff and choosing a career, you realize like the people who love you for you, like they don't care what you're doing. I could be like a bartender. I could be, you know, an investment banker, like whatever it is, any range, like the people like you, your sister, like my parents, you know, family, no one cares like about your professional goals and like achievements. It's just more about like helping them find that fulfillment and helping them find that thing that's going to make them happy. And it takes us all a long time to figure out. And yeah, I think that's so true. But we need to hear that, I think. And I think that's something with like our friendship that I treasure and I want to like talk about is just like saying it to the people you love. You know, I'm so proud of you. I support you no matter what. Even if this doesn't work out, I hope you know like 
we totally fall in your face. Like we'll laugh about it and watch a movie. Yeah. I think that's what's so fun about our friendship. I mean, you're like the longest, you and your sister are the longest friendships I've had. And just seeing us go through all of life, like, Okay, so, and this is fun for us because I hope, you know, I'm, I hope it's fun for other people too. The goal is to really just, you know, have them understand a little bit more about me through you and you through me and what it means to like have a sister that's not blood related to you. Okay, so how we met? We met at sleepaway camp and this is, I think this was your second year going and my first year. And so you kind of already had established like a group of friends and kind of like knew the lay of the land anyway. So you were in a cabin different from mine. So you, I like saw you like kicking ass at summer camp. Like I thought you were dating like the cutest boy dating LOL because we were like 12. But it was like the night before we were going home. I think. And you like talked to me in the bathroom. We have to set the setting because like we were in different cabins, but they shared a bathroom. Yes, they shared a bathroom. That's so, an important thing. So we would see I, each other when we were getting ready. Cause there's, I think like, I was like scared of you. Not scared, but like intimidated because I thought you were so cool. Keep in mind, I was like the most awkward 12 year old. Like it is just peak puberty. And Lynn's was like, I'm, well, I think the only thing is just we had been there the year before you. So we knew everyone, we knew everything. And you were new. That's the only thing you were like the new girl in school, you know? Exactly. But I was really shy. Like I never talked to you. I never went up to you or anything like that. So I was just very much watching from afar. Sad. <laughs> anyway, so you asked me in the bathroom, like who I thought the cutest boy at camp was. And I said, your boyfriend at the time who will remain unnamed. Because he's not even worth the name. <laughs> and you were like, oh my God, really? <laughs> like, yeah. I think I said something like, he is the cutest, isn't he? Like, I was like really wanting you to confirm that. I was- and it's really funny now because like, you would never ask a question like that. Never. Like, but we were 12. I yeah. mean, all and we you cared about you were like, hot. You were like, yeah, I'm really cool. <laughs> I was like, please confirm how cool I am. Keep in mind, we were so uncool. We were so awkward. Like, oh my gosh, it's so cringe looking back. But it's the truth. At least we're being honest here. This is what happened. So then I was like, I felt like cool and warm and fuzzy inside because you talked to me. And then that was the extent of our friendship at summer camp that year. And then I don't know how I even got your AIM username, but... I think we all shared them at the end. Okay. And like then... I just started like messaging you on AIM out of the blue and you were probably like, who is this? This is so weird. Like this weird girl from the cabin next door is messaging me. Okay. So here's the thing. So I hope everyone remembers like AIM messages and AOL. I think I used to call it AOL. Why did I call it AOL? I mean, it was AOL was like the company, but it was. We all shared our usernames before we went home because we had no technology at camp. And I remember on my side, like, I remember thinking you were nice. Like your cabin was like the nice new girls. And then you messaged me because of grandpa, my grandfather and your dad. I think that was the first thing you said. Was that the first thing I said? I don't remember. Or it was one of the first few things you yeah. said. I was probably I, like, yes, I have an in. Like, I know what I'm going to talk to her about. Oh my gosh, this is so cringe. So cringe. So basically the the cool fun fact here that we had no idea about was that my grandfather, 
is a dentist and her father, Lindsay's father is an oral surgeon and they had practices next door to each other in the Valley of Los Angeles. And so they've been very, very good friends for like over 30 years because her dad, Lindsay's dad went to my mom's wedding, which is so crazy that we had no idea. It's so weird. Like this whole fate thing, like we were totally destined to meet at some point, but you had messaged me and you said, do you know Dr. Kaufman? And you spelled my last name wrong. And then we made that connection. And then it was like instant. And then we were like, oh, our families already know each other. And then I think immediately then I was like, oh, if grandpa likes her dad. And then I think I had asked my grandfather and he said like, oh, the, that family is amazing or something. And then I think from that point forward, we just talked more and more every day. Yeah. And then we kind of took the leap in our relationship and, or you more so did, and decided to be in my cabin the following summer. Yeah. We took it down, number one. Yeah. And that sparked our 13 year love affair. It truly did. And then that summer we bunked together with my sister and a few other people and yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. And I don't know if your listeners know this, but Erica, I thought she was the funniest person alive. Like I still do. She is so funny. We have a joke where like these two girls are the only people that make me pee my pants, like literal full on like bladder leakage <laughs> from laughter so many times. But yeah, I mean, that first summer, like, it was instantaneous, like connection. People talk about soulmates and like, it's so funny you say that you think I'm so funny because do you remember when I was last visiting you in Chicago and I said, not enough people talk about how insanely funny you are. And maybe that's also something to like point out. Like, I genuinely think the fact that you're so funny has been such a huge part of our friendship. We have the exact same sense of humor and we find each other so funny. And like, not everyone thinks I'm funny. Not everyone thinks you're funny, but we find each other so funny. Even as our humor evolved all these years, like no one makes me laugh harder. Yeah. We're just so on the same page all the time. Do you think if we met today, I mean, I don't even want to think about this, but like if we never knew each other and we met today, do you think that we would have the same sense of humor or do you think it's evolved because we talked so much and we had so many similar experiences that we find the same things funny? Like, I wonder this because it's like Danielle and I, like my twin, you know, like she shares our humor and she and I, it's more obvious because we've known each other since birth. But like, <laughs> what do you think? Do you think it was, I think it was maybe always that way. I think it was always that way. I mean, I don't want to even think of a world where I'm just meeting you in life because that would be like so sad. If we hypothetically never met, I feel like my life would be so different. And I, that may sound crazy, but I think my confidence would be different. My strong sense of self would be different. There's something about having people in your life who aren't blood, who you know are always going to be on your side and will always choose you as if you were blood. And I think, like, you know, I never feel completely like my life is falling apart because I'm like no matter what like I have Erica I have Danielle like we're good no matter what I mean that's never going to change I feel the same way I feel like we also have encouraged each other to truly be better like when there's been hard times where like you know we've both dated boys who maybe weren't so great we've both had family things that weren't so great you know we've all 
career things that weren't so great. Like there've been things. And I feel like truly, like if I didn't have you to hold me accountable to cutting out the bad, setting the boundary, being better more, I don't know that I would have had like the strength or the ability to do the right thing. Like with the boys, with the family, with the career, everything. I might've just not been able to. I also think having each other in our lives has just shown us how high the bar is for people to that we hold close in our lives. Because like, if I have a friend who treats me any less than Eric or Danielle, like, sorry, you're cut. Like, I don't have time for that. And I think yeah. as you get older in general, like, you just lose touch with people or you realize some people aren't the right match for your life. And that's okay because it leaves more time for the people who are like you and Dee and, you know. So I think if I didn't have, and even with like dating, like I remember there would be boys and I'd be like, Erica, like they don't, I don't feel like happy around them. Like I feel around you. Like, is that, I mean, will I ever find someone who, you know, I can be my full self and makes me laugh like you. You're like, well, I don't think you should be with someone like less than that. Like, yeah, I think you're right. I really feel like the whole phrase of like someone that makes you better is really hard to understand unless you have someone in your life who makes you better. Like truly, it's really hard to understand. And because it's like, no, I'm amazing. And I really feel like that is our friendship and it applies to dating. So like if this guy doesn't make you feel better or this person, if you know, whatever, everyone's partners are, then like not worth it. And I think that we've shown that for each other a hundred percent time and time again. Yeah. And I think it's so important too, because, well, we've also like given each other space. I feel like to like learn that, especially in like romantic relationships that neither of us were ever like, stop it, like get away from him, abort mission. But we like, you know, we're aware of flaws and stuff. And, but just stood by each other's side, like through it all and never judge like the least judgmental of each other. This story has a happy ending, though. You know why? Because you found Adam. I did. And I have to say, he's the best. And I can't believe I dealt with. And this is for all all those single ladies putting up with the trash that's out there. It's not worth it. Just hold out for someone good. Because when you find it, you're going to be like, what was I doing before? putting up with all the crap out there. I love it. And I think best friends can help you see what you deserve. I love that. Oh my God, yeah. Seeing you with him and like seeing our whole like group with him and seeing, and even like with Greg and Chase, like our auditions to the group, everyone, like that's the ultimate test for me. Like if you can't hang with us and like be peeing your pants laughing and being silly and goofy but also like having those kind of vulnerable conversations you got it like that doesn't work you gotta go I think what's so special too we didn't talk about this yet but so it's you and me and Danielle have been very close then and then a couple years into our friendship we met someone named Mitchell yeah he is when you just mentioned Chase that's Mitchell's boyfriend but Mitchell is part of our 
crew of very, very close friends. Do you want to tell everyone how you met Mitchell? Mitchell and I dated back in the day. I had a very big crush on Mitchell in middle school, early high school. And I remember calling Erica from the bathroom, like crying about Mitchell. You guys, the punch is like, he's super gay. And he's so beautiful and amazing. And we love him so much. But that's what we need. Like when you date when you're 13, it's like a joke. It's like, it's not even a thing. I mean, at least the way we experienced it. I'm honestly so happy he is gay, though, because, like, he'll be in our lives forever. If he were, like, actually my boyfriend at 13, we probably would have broken up and, like, never spoken again. So. 100%. Yeah. Thank God. Well, I remember one day he, he's going to be so mad that I'm saying this. He wore makeup to school. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's going to kill you. Tell me for saying this. <laughs> Listen, like, we all did shit then. But I remember you called me and you were like, oh, yeah. And like today, like this was before, you know, oh, yeah, like, and you wore foundation, I think it was. And I think I was like, I was really young. We were young, 14 something. And it's like, I think if he's wearing makeup, he might not like girls. And I knew even then, like, no, no, no. See, I'm so, I don't know if it's gullible is the right answer, but I just believe people when they say things. And you don't want to, you don't want to like, jump to conclusions ever out I just remember that was a funny time and then now Mitchell's part of our our little group okay what's like our favorite memory together it's hard because there are just so many amazing ones can I say two yeah whatever you want make the rules okay so like the first one is more of not a single memory but a group of memories and just because it was so once in a lifetime and just like the best, most epic thing of my life was when we went to Europe after high school for a month. And we were just so young and naive and zero cares in the world. And like, I think that was our, I guess we went to summer camp and like we did some stuff the summer before it like away from home, but it was so free and independent. We were so far from home. And, like, it was our first time, like, drinking in bars and, you know, like, really, you know, going out like that. And just being able to do that for the first time together and, like, just, I mean, traveling, I think, for both of us is, like, something, like, very much a hobby and something we love and something we're passionate about. And I think, like, really fills our souls. And just being able to do that together and just, the oh, my God, again, laughing, just so much about anything and everything and like things we still talk about like these stupid swans in Switzerland that were simply just like burrowing their necks and Eric and I were dying of laughter just things that I can remember so vividly like our tour guide Andy who was the best ever we were on a boat I think it was on the Seine in France when we were like eating the M&Ms and Danielle was yelling at us. Because we couldn't stop laughing. Because we were just, yeah, because we couldn't stop laughing. Just just pure happiness. Just like pure happiness. You know, it's so funny. I really think it comes back to laughing a lot. Like when you look at our photos, like I'm thinking through some of the memories now. Some of our photos, we just can't stop laughing. And I think that's like the secret to life is finding the people that you just, that make you not be able to stop laughing. I never really thought about it that way until chatting about this but like that's such a theme like I think about us jumping at all those castles 
And we couldn't stop laughing about like hosting a castle party. And we just thought that was so funny. And we, we just kept laughing when it was raining and we were wearing that like hood that looked really funny. That's your favorite. One of your favorites. Okay. What's another one? Okay. And then another one was very recent. It takes a lot to surprise me. Like I've never been genuinely surprised in my life other than this one time. Cause I like, I get an inkling and I just figure things out. Like I just know what's up. And also we love Adam. boyfriend. <laughs> he is so smiley. He's really bad at lying, which is a beautiful trait. Which is amazing. We love that. And we don't want him to ever be a liar. My mom is that way too. She giggles, you know, and these people, they just, it's hard for them to keep secrets, which we love that about them, but it also makes it hard. We love, but we also love a good surprise. So, you know, it's, it's like an oxymoron. So it was my birthday and I didn't really have any major plans. I wasn't very excited about it. And I was meeting my friends in Chicago at a restaurant for like brunch, lunch. And I'm like walking into the restaurant and I open the door and Erica and Danielle are like just pop up out of nowhere. And it took me a few seconds to realize what was going on. I was genuinely so shocked and surprised. And then obviously just start bawling because if you know me, I cry at anything and everything. I like love to cry. It's a great release of emotion. They flew to Chicago from across the country. Danielle's in Phoenix. You're in LA. And this was at noon. So I was like, what? I was just so confused. But it just, it was like, what was behind the surprise? I could start crying. <laughs> just like the love and the thought behind it. That's why I love surprises. Because yeah. it's just, it just shows how much you care about the person and how much thought you put into it. And you like are doing it purely for them. So I just felt so loved and so happy in that moment and it just meant the world to me I was just oh my god and it was also when I don't remember what I don't know it's like winter in Chicago I always feel like depressed in the winter time so and I we like know when each other and you said this when you came it's like we can all sense when like we need each other and it was just like the perfect time for us to all be together and come together. Yeah, it was perfect. And it was recent too. It was this recent birthday. Yeah, it was like, it was a, like little... a, a month. Ago. Oh my God, how was that already a month ago? Okay, so I want to talk about some of the things that maybe were harder for our friendship. I think there are so many good memories. And I would say 95, 99% of the time, things are perfect. But we both fuck up sometimes. We both do things that... Because that's like real life. And we've talked about, we both are obsessed with psychology and how like that one guy, John Gottman or Grotman or something, he talks about how the good to bad ratio is like five to one. And if it's 10 to one, you're not really living in reality. And if it's one to one, you get a divorce. As in like 10 positive, one negative, one positive, one negative. And I think that we have a weirdly high ratio. Like I think we're probably like 10 to one where like we've worked and I'll speak for one more recently, like my sister got engaged and it all happened kind of fast and Linz wasn't there on the day. And that was something that we, we won't go into all the details, but like I 
looking back was like, it wasn't intentional, but because it all happened so quickly, but like Lynn should have been there. And that was something that like, I can't, we can't get that day back. We can't get that moment back. But like, we had to talk through that and work through that and like, not just brush it under the rug. If you were hurt by that or upset by that, like there are things that have happened. And I just wanted to talk about those, like the stuff that, you know, things go wrong. You can't be friends for all these years and not have there be shit that hits the fan or moments where we both like just get busy. Any thoughts on on that? Yeah. So I think having you and Dee in my life, like I can't say, I can't not have you in my life. Like that's never an option. And for like the engagement thing, that was something that really bothered me. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like be mad at them forever or like say something. And it was like, there was never an option where I was like going to like, you know, distance myself from you or anything like that. Because like, you just mean too much to me to like, so I think it really, and I also think it's also been good because at times like, you know, it's taught us how to openly communicate with each other and we're never mean. It's always been out of love and understanding. And I think whenever we have, it's always met with a lot of understanding and, you know, it's good for us to express how we feel. But I mean, in any working relationship, like communication is so key and being able to communicate how you feel respectfully is so important, you know, and I've definitely, I know I've done this to you and D where I haven't, you know, been respectful or haven't approached a situation correctly. And I think what's great about us is like, we just will learn from that and we can move on, but also acknowledge like those mistakes and know that grow from them, I guess. Yeah, I completely agree. It's so funny hearing us you talk right now. It really feels like a romantic relationship. It's so wild how like the very best female friendships and even friendships in general, it's like a marriage. You know, like I really feel like at this point, like we're never getting divorced. And like if you do something that upsets me or I do something that upsets you or same with Danielle, like we'll work it through it. You know, like no one's cheating on anyone, you know, because we're actually in a relationship. So there isn't like a thing that would really break it and we would never cross any sort of moral boundary. So we just work through it. Yeah. And something that's so important with any friendship and romantic relationship is just that kind of level of mutual respect and like knowing like I would never speak to you in a way that wasn't respectful or loving or kind and knowing that I wouldn't do anything that was out of like that was malicious or anything intending to hurt you or anything and like always just having your best intentions in mind with any like decision I make or it's exactly like romantic relationship like I would never like if I were to do something involving you or something that would involve you I would never like I would always think about how it would make you feel yeah it's so wild these parallels because see we like live our life as best friends and don't really ever sit and reflect on it like I we just we just we know each other's there and we just it is what it is but it's kind of cool to like talk about it yeah I know this is so fun this is so fun. How is our friendship now very different from when we were 13? And I know we talked about like some of the cringe stuff we used to say, which is just everyone. 
But is there anything that stands out to you that's like extremely different? Yeah. We live across the country from each other. That's so true. That's so different. And it's sad. Actually, yeah. That's so true. But here's the thing. We used to live, so we both lived in Los Angeles growing up, but we lived an hour away from each other. Yeah. I mean, we were, we didn't live close, but it wasn't... It wasn't like this. A flight. A long flight. But, I mean, I remember when we were little, my parents would drop me off in Manhattan Beach on Friday and not pick me up till Sunday evening. It was so fun. And sometimes I wouldn't, I wouldn't even plan to be staying at your place for two nights. I'd just be like, can I just stay another day? So I do miss that. And like, just being able to physically be there like when we needed each other because I don't know I like we like physical touch and you know snuggling on the couch and watching rom-com oh I just had another memory of being there and waiting for each other when we need it I remember I didn't get into a college I wanted to get into you know talking about and it worked mm-hmm. out for the best I the college I went to was perfect for me this was just like a great school that I would have loved to get into and I remember it was, t- I took it really hard because I had not yet heard back from my dream school. My dream school was the one I ended up going to, USC. And I remember I got the news, um, I think on like a Friday night or something. And I was so upset and I was babysitting. We love teenage jobs. I was babysitting and I was so upset. And I remember I went home that night and then I woke up in the morning and you were sitting there on my bed. And I remember I was like, it's like moments like that where I didn't ask you to cancel your weekend plans and come show up. And I, I just said, I probably said I'm fine. Or I probably said, I'm sad, but I'll be fine or something like that. But you knew that I needed you there. And that like was a really hard weekend. And then I remember you came with us to like the country club, remember? Oh my God, I had the best meal of our lives. Erica and I love rom-coms. I mean, she's seen way more than I have that I've recently learned, but we both are rom-com freaks. Like, we only watch rom-coms and even books. Like we love a cheesy rom book. Final question is what's one piece of advice that you would give to every 20 something? My piece of advice for every 20 something, and I am a 20 something. So this advice is also for me and for Erica as well. For me too. Everything is temporary. Any feeling, emotion, even a job, even maybe a romantic relationship, friendship, anything can be temporary, especially feelings and emotions. So anytime both me and Erica are feeling really low and sometimes it lasts a while, like, you know, the 20s are not easy. They're really, they can be really tough sometimes and you feel really lost and scared and don't know what to do next and you doubt yourself but all of those feelings and thoughts and emotions are temporary and sometimes it takes a while for it to to come out of you know those funks but they really don't last forever and you know everyone just needs to hold on to that hope that things will get better and they will and if you're ever unhappy in a situation a job or anything you can change it for people who don't know too, Lynn's also, we didn't talk about this, but Lynn's also doubles as like my therapist. Yeah. No qualifications, keep in mind. We both don't have degrees, but we do ask people as a therapist. It's real good. 
Actually, you are definitely more qualified than I because of psych and because you're now going to PA school. So you definitely are more qualified than I. I just say with no scientific backing. Yeah, well, I think you're so smart. So that's your backing. Well, thanks, Lens, for coming on. I love you very much. This has been so fun, and I love you more than anything. More than anything. And I'm so grateful for our friendship, and I know we'll be together forever. And I hope that this episode inspires people to, like, not settle in their female friendships. I have some friends who have shitty friends, and we've seen this over and over again. You deserve incredible friends. You You And if they're not incredible, have less. Quality over quantity. So I appreciate you for coming on, Linz, and I love you. I love you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dear 20-something. If you enjoyed it, you can give us a follow over at Dear 20-something on Instagram or subscribe here or anywhere you get podcasts.